It's time for the Bay Area's favorite quiz show, Minds Over Matter, with host Dana Rodriguez. He's accompanied by technical editor Kara Pace and educator Lori Fisher. This is KALW. And now, here's your moderator, Dana Rodriguez. Thank you very much, Damien, and welcome, everybody. I uh, hope you're having a wonderful Saturday morning, and we also hope you can spend an hour of that with us. Because Minds Over Matter is an audience participation quiz program, so what we are looking for is your participation. Uh, we would love to hear from you. This is a good time to call in, and we will get you on the show. Uh, those numbers are area code 415-841-4134. Again, that's area code 415 415- 841-4134 or toll free. Yes, we have a toll free number 866-798-8255. Again, that is 866-798-8255. Uh, we'll be taking questions on just about every topic. I uh, will be giving you questions uh, on the same. So we look forward to hearing from you. I also want to remind you of our email address, which is mindsovermatter one at gmail.com. That is M-I-N-D-S-O-V-E-R-M-A-T-T-E-R-1. That is the numeral one, mindsovermatter1 at gmail.com. If you would like to use email instead of call, we prefer you call because we enjoy talking to you. But if you want to just send an email uh, during the show with uh, an idea for a question or an answer, um, by all means do that. Mindsovermatter1 at gmail.com. Also, if you like to hear us in live stream, that is at KALW.org. And, of course, the podcast should be up in a reasonable amount of time after our show today. And that will also be at KALW.org and many, many other places. But start with KALW. I know that would be appreciated. Anyway, just to remind you once more, 415-841-4134. Or toll-free, 866-798-8255. We're going to start with a round of introductions and then a round of questions. And here's the first. Cure Pace frequently doesn't know when Hanukkah starts, but since time still hasn't gone back to normal since COVID, she really doesn't know when Hanukkah starts this year. (laughs) The answer answer is Thursday. I believe it's Thursday. I don't know if you, you know, want it out. So Thursday evening, right? Correct. At sundown. Okay. One, At sundown. one candle, first night. I always this appreciate is- when the candle or when the calendars actually put Hanukkah begins at sundown because then I know that they're not accidentally doing the next day. <laughs> so yeah, we'll uh, double check, check my homework, but I think I'm right. All right. Yeah, all right. Uh, surprised that he is still not in charge of such things. Now that we have stumbled in December or into December, mm-hmm. Lori Fisher would like to officially decree that it is safe and most particularly sane to finally put up your Christmas decorations. And starting yesterday, he no longer shudders hearing Christmas songs in stores. Yep, I was. The end. Yeah, the end. Yeah. All right, so you're going to bring <laughs> out your Mariah Carey. Every, everything's okay. Yesterday, now. Mariah yeah. Carey came out for yes. you. All right, yes. all right. And now, returning in his famous role from the original cast, our moderator, Data Rodriguez. Thank you very much. Yep. And uh, so Thursday is the day you'll be bringing out your ham. Is that it? Ham. Yep. Yeah. Shrimp. All okay. of it. It'll be all there. right. There we go. Uh, okay. We will start the questioning as usual with Kira Pace. All right. Uh, 
I am going to give you the surname of an actress and the year for which they were nominated for a Best Actress Oscar that they did not win. I want you to tell me the title of the movie that they received the Oscar nomination for. Uh, the trick here, though, is that all surnames I'm giving you are the ones on their birth certificates. So, again, I will give you uh, the surname of an actress who was nominated uh, for a Best Actress Oscar that she did not win for that year that I will also give you. All right. No all right. winners at all. Did any of these actresses ever win? Yes, there are there are uh, Oscar winners and even Best Actress Oscar winners on this list. They just did not win for the years that I'm giving you. Okay. How many do we have? I've uh, got eight. Okay. okay, number one is Trimmer, T-R-I-M-M-E-R for 1949. Number two is Beatty, B-E-A-T-Y, for 1960. Number three is Chicolone, that is S-C-I-C-O-L-O-N-E, for 1964. Number four is Dreyfus, D-R-E-Y-F-U-S, that's 1966. Number five is Galuli, uh, which I think, I did not double check this, is G-I-L-O-O-L-I-E, um, I apologize if I spelled that wrong, but Galuli, 1973. Number six is Johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N, 1985. Number seven is Horowitz, H-O-R-O-W-I-T-Z. That's 1994. Uh, number eight is Herschlag, H-E-R-S-C-H-L-A-G. That's 2016. I lied. There's nine. The last one is Germanata. G-E-R-M-A-N-O-T-T-A. That's 2018. So Trimmer, 1949. Beatty, 1960. Chicolone, 1964. Dreyfus, 1966. Galuli, 1973. Johnson, 1985. Horowitz, 1994. Herschlag, 2016. And Germanata, 2018. You know what? I have maybe three. All right, go ahead. Well, I'm why don't you do two of them? Okay, I'll give you two. My, okay. I, I want to know for sure. I'm not going to give you that one. I'll take my guess. I think Beatty might be Shirley MacLaine for the apartment in 1960. Is that right? Beatty is Shirley MacLaine for the apartment in 1960. Warren Beatty's sister or half sister, one of those. That's that's how I do that. And I think the other one, I think in 1985, Johnson, I believe that Don Johnson's daughter, Melanie Griffith, right? For nope. Mm. Oh, no. Okay. No. Yeah. Oh, Damien has an answer, I think. Oh, yes. He's pointing out correctly that no, Don Johnson isn't so much Melanie Griffith's husband, despite the age difference, or uh, father, despite the age difference as uh, his husband or her husband. Oh. So they were married twice, I think. Okay. So I have the right relationship. Yeah. The wrong, no, right. wrong, wrong relationship. Wrong no, okay. we don't marry our daughters. No, we don't do it. it. We don't is do it. Is it the right answer? Is it Melanie? Well, not in this country anymore. Is it uh, Melanie? No. Is she it the right answer, though? Okay. She's not the right answer. All right. Thank you, Damien. <laughs> uh, yes, thank you. Yes. I was fortunate of Damien to point out that their relationship <laughs> issue. Um, let's see. The, well, I knew the the baby because that was a kind of a giveaway. But the, the one I may know is Trimmer. 
and I think that's Deborah Carr. Yes. For? For, what year did you give? 1949? 49. I'll even spot you that it was the first of the nominations. That's that's 49. That's Edward, my son. Edward, my son is correct. Um, Okay. Would you just run over just the list once once more? Sure. Well, we have left... uh, uh, you, you guys knocked off the first two. So Shikolone, 1964, Dreyfus, 1966, Galuli, 1973, Johnson, 1985, Horowitz, 1994, Hirschlag, 2016, and Germanata, 2018. I have one more the, plus then. Dana, do you have the, one more? Chick, Chickaloni. Is that the one you were thinking of? No. The Chickaloni. well, I know she's Italian, but I, I, I'm only guessing on that. Anne Bancroft, is that? That is incorrect. That is incorrect. Okay, all right. I think Germanata, the most recent one, might be Lady Gaga. Or? Or um, A Star is Born. That is correct. All right. Now, wait a minute now. Okay. So, if it's not Anne Bancroft, then is it Sophia Loren? Or? Uh, 64. That's not her Oscar. That's that's something else. Um is it like Marriage Italian Style or one of those? 1964 Marriage Italian Style. Oh, Sophia yeah. Loren. Okay. Nice. All right. Good. All right. That's good. So uh, you have how many left now? Uh, we have five left for the audience. Okay. All right. Why don't you say their names one more time? I want to make sure, sure. I Sure. Dreyfus for 1966, Galuli 1973, Johnson 1985, Horowitz 1994, and Hirschlag 2016. Okay. All right. And, uh, Laurie, go ahead. All right. Well, since Christmas season is officially here, music-wise and light-wise, I have a Christmas uh, song question. And this is, excuse me for one second. According to IMDb, I'm looking for the list of the seven most popular Christmas songs that appear in movies. Okay, so these are songs, either Christmas carols or Christmas songs that appear in movies. I'm looking for all the ones, seven of them, that have appeared in at least 84 movies, which is shocking to me. So now, go ahead. Are these movies that had uh, like big screen debuts or will these also count television movies? Yes. I'm specifically I, I, thinking Hallmark I, because I, I, they have I, their set. IMDb lists TV and movies to get when on something like this together. So I'm pretty sure. And since the top one is 373, it must include 372 Hallmark movies. I'm guessing. <laughs> no, so, but as part of it, uh, as far as Kira's question goes, uh, were any of these songs written for any of these movies that no. they are in? No. So, at, and are these songs or are these traditional carols? Uh, it. It's a combination, and I would say it leans more into Christmas carols than, say, um, an Irving Berlin song or a modern song. Um, they're really traditional. That I would say, think of them as carols more than it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. They're much more not like that. Joy to the World. Yes. Joy to the World is number six on the list in 99 different screen, screen appearances. Very good. Number six. Silent Night. Silent Night is number three, appearing in 254 different movies. Mm-hmm. I'll give Deck. you one more guess each. Now, now Deck you're the in the right spirit. Deck the Halls, Halls is number five at 131. And that's going to be your last guess because I want to yep. leave some out. Uh, God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen is not on the top ten. I'm sorry mm-hmm. to say. One, one, one more quick guess. 
Um, no, I'll think about that. Okay. So I'm looking for uh, the four more answers to the most common Christmas songs that are in movies. And they also movies that are on TV. And we have Silent Night, Deck the Halls, and Joy to the World. And I'm looking for the rest of the list. Very good. All right. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds of Matter. Hello. Hello. All right. Next call. Yeah. Hi, you're on Minds of Matter. Hi. How are you? Good. Okay. So with this uh, global warming conference at Qatar, uh, I, my question is related to that. Which planet in the solar system is called Earth Evil Twin, and why? It's Venus. All right, very good. Why is it called Earth Evil Twin? Uh, besides the fact that it rotates the other way, very uh, good. it's also very uh, hot and uh, uninhabitable, at least for carbon-based yes. The temperature in Venus yes, is over 900 degrees. Ooh. Over 900 degrees, which is enough to melt lead. Also, the pressure on Venus is 100 times as heavy as it is, as heavy as it's in Earth. So if you have your car right in that Venus, it will be crushed in less than a second. Okay, and the last thing uh, about it, 100% of the atmosphere in Venus is carbon dioxide. So I postulize that maybe they were alive then, you know, millions of years ago, and we're just going to have the cement. I'm very pessimistic, sadly, about uh, what are we doing about global warming. Uh, also, what other gas besides carbon dioxide causes global warming? Show other gas. Methane? Methane. How many times is methane effective in global warming as carbon dioxide? How many times? How many, How many more times? times? I, I How many? Four? No, I didn't guess four. I don't, I don't, I don't How many? say the question again. Okay, because I'm short. 90 yes. times. 90 times. So you have hundreds of uh, tons, hundreds of millions of tons getting emitted by especially farm animals, you know, every year, maybe every day, maybe every month, uh, that is contributing to that, which is really, really sad. So um, that is where we're right now. One question for your audience. In ancient Egypt, uh, when men died, they were mummified immediately. But when women died, they were mummified three days later. Why? That, if you know the answer, you can tell me. Do you know? Nope. Yeah. So men were mummified right away, but women, they, uh, they were mummified three days later. We don't know. Leave it okay, out. leave it to the audience. Leave it to the audience. Thank you very much. All the great show. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. And you're listening to Minds Over Matter. We are here every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. I hope you're enjoying the show. Um, if you would like to give us a call, those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134 or toll-free 866-798-8255. Our panelists today, that would be Kira Pace, technical editor, Lori Fisher, teacher at Diablo Valley College. I'm your moderator, Dana Rodriguez, and you're listening to us on 91.7 FM. That is K-A-L-W, your local public radio station. All right. Uh, let me give you a couple of questions here. First, there, the newest national park in the national park system is not in the continental United States. What is the name of it and where is it? 
Oh, is that the one in the Northern Marianas Islands? Uh, no. No. Well, the way you um, phrased it makes me think it's in Hawaii. Is that right? Uh, no, it is not in Hawaii. Okay. No. The newest national park in the national park system of the U.S. is not actually in the continental U.S. What is its name and where is it located? All right. And second question, this is an obscure question, but it just happens to be something I ran across and I enjoyed. I may, I may be the only one that does, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, what are the two creatures? Uh, this is the introductory part of it. What are the two creatures on the United Kingdom royal coat of arms and what do they represent? Oh, um, is one of them a dragon? No dragon. No dragon. How about a gargoyle? No. Oh, okay. I thought you'd, you'd breeze past this part. Uh, what are the two creatures on the UK, the United Kingdom Royal Coat of Arms, and what do they represent? What did I just guess? I guess dragon and then unicorn. Because unicorn that, is one. Is Very it? Unicorn? See, I always think that's Scotland. Um, okay, <laughs> so I screwed that up. Uh, and don't they represent like different houses, like uh, different, like two different houses? Of- well, I'll give you the first one. Uh, the first one is a lion. The second one is the unicorn. Okay. Now, what do the lion and the unicorn represent? And it's not two houses like Kira? Suggested? They're not two houses, no. Okay. And it's not like the Anglos and the Saxons? Well, it's related to two houses, but it's not specifically two houses. It's all right. We'll, we'll breeze past li- that. Someone, someone will call in with a, yeah. a, a perfect answer. So. The lion represents... Yeah the england and the unicorn represents scotland oh so the unicorn is scotland okay yes you're right about the thing i said all right so all right moving on to the next part of the question the um what is the rhyme if you ever read i'm a big fan of alice in wonderland and through the looking glass and this is included in the through the looking glass but it's a very traditional rhyme what is the for what are the first few lines of the rhyme the lion and the unicorn. Does anybody know? Nope. All right. And that's fun. I don't know, but that's, there is a, there is a, um, Sir John Tenniel did the illustrations for through the looking glass. And one of them was of the lion and the unicorn. And they are represented as two famous British figures (laughs) in history. Who are those two famous British figures who represented as the lion and the unicorn? Is he making fun of the British figures in the drawing? He is. Okay. He is with the drawing. In a mean but, way or in kind of a, you know. No, sweet... just in a just in a contemporary way. Uh, two very famous British figures are represented as the lion and the unicorn in Through the Looking Glass. So is, um, is Queen Victoria one of them? No, not Queen Victoria. There okay. are two men. two men. Is it Disraeli? And Disraeli is one. Yes. Disraeli and oh gosh, what's his name? Uh, o- Cromwell. O'Brien? No, Not O'Brien. Uh, is that O'Brien? Something O'Brien? No, it's not that. It's um. Oh, they hate is it, each other. Is it they another hate... prime minister during Disraeli is the unicorn, and mm-hmm. but is the other one another prime minister? It is. Okay. Oh, I can't think of his name. 
You're, it's Gladstone. Thank oh, you. Great. Is your thing Gladstone? Okay. Well, that was five minutes that, that uh, <laughs> we'll never see again. But yeah, anyway, are, there are a couple callers on the line who are like, I know Gladstone. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm the son of Gladstone. All right. That being done, I'll give you one other short question. Um, what country has the largest group of Italian citizens living outside Italy? What country has the largest group of Italian citizens that live outside of Italy? One guess. Well, I'll guess the wrong. I'll guess wrongly that it's the United States. It is not the United States. Yeah. Well, I said I'd be wrong, and <laughs> I'm sticking with it. Tara, what All right. Doing? So once more, what? Yeah, go ahead, Tara. I'm going to go like wildly, uh, or just really random. Singapore. Whoa. That is random. I, I totally agree. Uh, no, it is not Singapore. Okay. So once more, what country has the largest group of Italian citizens living outside Italy? And the uh, first question was, the newest national park of the national park chain in the U.S. is not in the continental U.S. Where is it located and what is it called? And uh, let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Okay, I know this is in at least one movie, White Christmas. White Christmas? Yeah, oh, it's in, it is in one movie, maybe more than one movie, but it's not in the top ten. It's not on the list. Okay. Is, it, well, is this Fred from West Virginia? Yes, it is. Nice to hear okay, from you. Okay, so, so last week there was a big meeting. General Secretary Xi Jinping and President Biden. Where did they meet? Well, I happen to know this. As I asked about, they met in Woodside at an estate called Flololi, which is kind of a big garden area south of San Francisco. Oh, you're right. And what movie is that featured in? A TV show. It was the the, um, placement of the TV show was there. The opening credits were in front of that mansion. Was it? Wasn't, uh, it was something like Dynasty, but was it was it? exactly Dynasty, exactly uh, Dynasty. It was filmed there, and their opening scene and the first episodes were actually filmed there. And I need two other films that were filmed there. That's a little. Mm. Yeah. It, oh, what does Fioli stand for? What is? Where does that word come from? I, I remember this. Do you guys remember? Yeah. It, no, it, there's, it's a combination of things. It, it was. Had. It was. Fight for something, live for something, and love for something. Fight, love, live, exactly. and the whole thing. Yeah. Fight for a good cause, love your fellow man, and live a good life. Yeah. So I'm down to two other <laughs> films or TV shows that were filmed there. Now, I, I mean, I, unless you give us some sort of hint on them, that's, that would be Okay, one was, one was obviously this, the uh, reunion, the reunion TV show from Dynasty. And do you know what that was called? Uh, Dynasty Reunion. I don't know. No. Oh, that's too hard for you guys. Cat fights and caviar. Is there a cat fight and caviar? Great time. One more, one more. Warren Beatty film. Was it Heaven Can Wait? Exactly. Oh, I didn't Mm -hmm. know that. You're doing very well. I pictured it there. That's great. All right, boys and girls. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much. And if you'd like to join us with a question or answer, we would love to hear from you. Those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134.
or toll free 866-798-8255. This is Minds Over Matter. We're here for Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Kira, I believe it's your turn. Okay. Um, The United States Board on Geographic Names, or the USBGN, lists what California road, spring, and settlement as the last place name alphabetically. They all have the same name, a California road, spring, and settlement, last place name alphabetically in the U.S. Oh. So it's a it's a it's a different road, spring, and settlement, but they all have the same name, and it would be yeah. Well, they're all in the same place. They all. all right. Well, I'll I'll start the bidding at Zizifa. Nope, not okay. Zizifa. Uh, it would be Zizifa. Can we can we ask? Does it start with a Z? It does start with a Z. How about and Zephyr? It's not Zephyr. Would it be af- after Zephyr in the alphabetical is- list? It's at the very end, so yes. That's why I went with Zizima, because it starts with a double Z, but it's not a double Z, right? I didn't say that it's not a double Z, but it's not Zizima. Okay. So this is either a town, it's not a city, it's probably a town or a a very small settlement of some kind? Yes, it's an unincorporated community. Would it be a word we've heard of? Uh, if you've driven by the general area, you have. Okay, but it's, it's less like Zephyr, which we have heard of, and more like Zizipa, which we haven't, right? That is correct. Okay, I have no idea. Is it, would you say it's it's just a name that happens to start with a Z, or it is a name designed to attract attention? Yes, I say probably the latter. Uh, I think the person who named the community this tried to make it sound like it had been an actual word in existence before it was, you know, the name of this community, but I'm pretty sure that is not actually true. Okay. Somebody out there will know this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. It's good. It's CalCon. Someone will know it. Right. All right. Thank you for that. Uh, and by the way, Chris is wondering if um, Jingle Bells is one of the, Christmas songs. Give Chris a jingle bell. Chris, jingle bells is number one on the list. It is in 373 different entities, movies and TV shows. Excellent. All right. Good job. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on. Hello. Hi, you're on. Go ahead, please. Hello. You're on. Okay. This is Roger in San Francisco. Hi, Roger. Yeah. I have... uh, a list of wives of famous men. And uh, these date from the 18th century to the first half of the 20th century. So the first one is Deborah Reed. Deborah Reed. The second, Charlotte von Mecklenburg Strelitz. The third, Anna Maria de Jesus Ribeiro. The fourth, Mileva Marich. The fifth, Raquel Guidi. The fifth, Carmen Polo. Love the way you read those. <laughs> that was fun just to hear. I don't know the answers to any of them, but it was great to hear those things. Yeah. So go over the list once more. And first of all, first question, Deborah Reed. How is Deborah spelled? D-E-B-O-R-A-H. And, and Reed? the Reed is R-E-A-D. All right. 
All right, could you just go through the list once more, if you would? Okay, Deborah Reed, Charlotte von Mecklenburg-Strelitz, Anna Maria de Jesus Ribera, Mileva Marich. These are from the 20th century. Raquel Guidi and Carmen Polo. Is Raquel Guidi Mussolini? Uh, Raquel Guidi, you are right. Raquel Guidi is Mussolini. All right. And I've actually uh, heard of Charlotte von Mecklenburg. I'm, I'm embarrassed that I can't place her. An 18th century. Yep. Well, her husband was very, very famous. Her, she was married, was she married to an English king? She was. Which one? Uh, she was married to Charlotte, uh, George III. You are correct. Uh, the name Strelitz, by the way, she was a botanist. What very familiar plant, it's all over San Francisco, is named in her honor. Mm. It's a Strelitzia, but what is the common name of a Strelitzia? I do not know. No. It's a bird of paradise. Oh, all right. Okay. Now, uh, Deborah Reed, the reason I asked you the spelling of it is um, there are a couple of Deborah Reeds that are known throughout history. Um I think maybe is this Benjamin Franklin's wife? You're right. It's Benjamin Franklin's wife. All right. Now, Anna Maria is from the 19th century. And the last four are all from the 20th. Well, one was Carmen. Now, I'm not, I was not sure. Carmen Polo. That's from the 20th century, correct? Right. Okay, the the reason I ask is that I, I know I'm not sure of her last name. Uh, uh, Franco's wife, Francisco Franco's That's wife. Right. Name. Franco's wife, Carmen Polo. Right. Yes. So you just have two left. Ana Maria de Jesus Ribera from the 19th century. She was a famous in her own country, and she married a man who became even more famous in his. And... Beleva marriage was married to um, somebody who might be called the most famous man of the 20th century. Einstein? Yeah. Uh, no? She married to Einstein? Hello? 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 Is, is, was, the, was one of them married to Einstein? Was one of them who? Married to Einstein. That's right. Beleva marriage was married Very to Einstein. Sorry. And there's the last one is Anna Maria de Jesus Ribera. And she was married, she was a revolutionary, and she married a revolutionary. Yeah, I was going to guess Bolivar. That's good. Not Bolivar, no. Not Bolivar, no. But we think of another great revolutionary of the 19th century. Che Che Rivera? Oh, 19th century, sorry. 19th century. I can't know Zapata's 20th century. Uh... Jose Martin? No. No, but you're on the right track. No, tell us. It's Garibaldi. Oh, Oh, all right. Okay. And the the country with the most Italians outside of Italy, is that Argentina? It is indeed Argentina, yes. Okay. Very good. Thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate it. 
And you are listening to Minds Over Matter. I hope you're enjoying the show. We are here every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Uh, we would love to hear from you. So if you'd like to give us a call, area code 415-841-4134 uh, or toll free 866-798-8255. And Lori, it is your turn. All right. This is a short list, I think, inspired by one of your questions, Dana, about names of women and dogs, I think. And in the 2010, so from 2010 to 2019, the U.S. Census indicates that the five top women's names for babies all ended in the letter A. So what are the five top women's names from 2010 to 2019 for babies born in the United States? All ending in the letter A. You mean a. The, five, the five top female names Correct. that given to babies? Given to babies at birth. Yeah. Okay. No, no name changes later on. About Olivia. Yep. Olivia's second on the list. Very good. That's good. How about Emma? Emma is first on the list. Very good. Yeah. I'll give you guys together one more because I want to leave a couple out there. So three more to go. How about Sophia? Yep. That's third. That, and that was one of the dog's names, wasn't it? That, that, uh, yes, it was. Yeah. So let's leave the other two out there. I'm looking for two more names of the most popular names for uh, females born in the United States from 2010, 2019. We have Emma, Olivia, and Sophia. We're looking for two more. All right. And since we're about halfway through, let's repeat any questions that have not been answered yet. Uh, Kira, we'll start with you. Okay. The United States Board on Geographic Names uh, lists what California road spring and settlement as the last place name alphabetically. Also, I've given you the surnames of some actresses in the years for which they were nominated for a Best Actress Oscar that they did not win. I want you to tell me the title of the movie that they received that Oscar nomination for. Uh, The trick is that all the surnames I've given you are the ones on their birth certificates. The ones that we have left are Dreyfus from 1966, Galuli from 1973, Johnson from 1985, Horowitz from 1994, and Hirschlag from 2016. All right. Okay. Um, besides the girl's name ending in A, I'm looking for the most common Christmas songs that appeared in movies and TV shows, according to IMDb. We have um, some of them. We, what do we have? Jingle Bells, Silent Night, Deck the Halls, and Joy to the World. We're looking for three more. Okay. And I think all I have left is um, the newest national park in the national park system is not in the continental u.s what is its name and where is it located and, and Dana uh, is also looking for the first three lines of the line in the unicorn oh well, well yeah, okay we might have but thank <laughs> you for remembering little that. poetry would be nice okay there we go because that's that's about as little poetry as you can get and uh all right i think it's my turn so i'm gonna give you a question here I'm going to give you six bridges in the United States, major suspension bridges in the United States. All I want you to do is tell me the body of water that they cross. Okay. These are six major suspension bridges in the United States. Tell me what body of water they cross. All right. Number one, the Robert F. Kennedy Bridge. Number two, the St. John's Bridge. Number three, the Glen Canyon Dam Bridge. 
Number four, the Walt Whitman Bridge. Number five, the Stan Musel Veterans Memorial Bridge. And number six, the John A. Roebling Suspension Bridge. All right, now keep it in mind. Uh, all I want is the body of water that they cross. These bridges, these are major suspension bridges in the United States. Number one, the Robert F. Kennedy Bridge. Number two, the St. John's Bridge. Number three, the Glen Canyon Dam Bridge. Number four, the Walt Whitman Bridge. Number five, the Stan Musial Veterans Memorial Bridge. And number six, the John A. Roebling Suspension Bridge. Or I'll give you each one guess. Go ahead, Kira. <laughs> Oh, I don't even know what what body of water it would be. Like I, mm. you sure you don't want to take one right now, Lori? Well, all right, I'll take I'll take okay. the one. I I have half guesses on two of them. One we'll collaborate on. I think okay. the Stan Musial Bridge must be, or maybe over the Mississippi River. It is indeed. Yes, yeah, nice. he, he played for the St. Louis Cardinals. And, St. Louis, yes, yeah. of course, yes, oh, that's the Mississippi River. Yeah. And then, which one are you thinking of? Well, I want St. John's to actually be that the bridge that goes into the Keys. Like St. John is kind of like by, well, it's obviously by the St. John's River, I would expect. But uh, but I don't know what that body of water is that, uh, like, it's not just the Gulf of Mexico. So, okay, so the one think. that we can collaborate, the Walt Whitman Bridge, I think, is in New York City. And I think it goes maybe over the Hudson River. Does that make any sense? Or the East? It is not a New York City, and it does not go over the Hudson. All right. Well, I'm taking that off the board. Okay. Well, I'll just say St. John's and Gulf of Mexico, and get my wrong. Uh, that is wrong. Yeah. So, <laughs> your wish came true. Um, okay. Chris, Again, like a gift. These are major. These are major suspension bridges in the United States. All I want to know is the body of water that they cross. The ones we have left are the Robert F. Kennedy Bridge the St. John's Bridge, the Glen Canyon Dam Bridge, the Walt Whitman Bridge, and the John A. Roebling Suspension Bridge. So they all cross major bodies of water. And let's see. um, Cynthia is guessing the Glen Canyon Dam Bridge crosses the Colorado River, and she's absolutely right, Colorado River. Very good. Good job. Good work. And uh, let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, um, I have a guess for uh, Kira's question. Mm-hmm. Um, for the 1973, is that Galuli? Is that uh, Ellen Burstyn? For what movie? Um, the Exorcist. Yes, that is all correct. Nice job. Good work. Thanks. And then I, I had a really bad connection while I was on hold, so I didn't hear clearly all the names of the bridges. Did you say a gorge bridge, Dana? I didn't specifically say a gorge bridge. The, the only one okay. that, uh, no, there's no gorge in any of the names. Let's put it that way. Uh, okay. The, we just had answered the Glen Canyon Dam Bridge, which is probably the closest to a gorge. And that's over, over the Colorado River. So. Okay, yeah, I thought I heard one that crosses um, in Taos, New Mexico. There's one that crosses crosses the Rio Grande. But that was my only guess then, Ellen Burstyn. Thank you. 
Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Bye. And if you'd like to give us a call, we would love to hear from you. Those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134 or toll free 866-798-8255. And um, Nancy is wondering if it's not the John F. There is a John F. Kennedy Bridge. No, this is the Robert F. Kennedy Bridge. Uh, I believe there is a John F. Kennedy Bridge that's in Boston. But um, no, the, no, this is the Robert F. Kennedy Bridge, so that's different. So, and um, let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hello, uh, I'm from New York, and we don't like the name Robert F. Kennedy Bridge. We're very practical. It's the 59th Street Bridge passing over the East River. That is correct. And, and, and we're very practical people. We don't want to know these fancy, like they call the the U Carry Tunnel. It's the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel. We want to know where you're coming from, where you're going. Stop self-aggrandizing. Oh, Walt Whitman, because I'm from Jersey too, is the uh, the uh, Delaware River. That is indeed right. It's uh, Philadelphia at the Delaware River. Very good. Right, right. It, that's right. New Jersey has that reputation as like. What exit, you know, because people pass from Philadelphia to New York and they don't. But anyway, but we know about this stuff. And um, and uh, was was it O Come All Ye Faithful, your song? Because was was that in It's a Wonderful Life? Um, No, it's that wasn't in A Wonderful Life, at least now that I remember. Because I'm thinking not, what they sing at the end, you know. I, they sing a different one. I remember what they sing, but it's also not in the top ten of Christmas songs. Okay. Oh, here's my question. Now, pay attention. What? Just brainstorm on, on these words. Are you ready? Samovar, semaphore, scimitar, and wigwag. What? What do those words have in common, or not? Or, or, or not? <laughs> yeah, or not. None of them two of the, the two of them U. are closely related, and the other two, well, or do you know what well, they mean? What was the last one? Wigwag. Wigwag. Okay. Well, so it, samovar it, is for tea. Scimitar is a weapon. Semaphore is a messaging system. Yes. Yes. Um, wigwag is that, right. The the uh, boiling, right? That's what uh, samovar was only like invented. It's very. You associate it with Russian tea. Sure. But it really it means self-boiling because they boil the water right in it and you do a little spigot and make your tea right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, scimitar, of course, that word comes from uh, Persia. So that's a very old word. But semaphore, you know what that is? Yeah, the, the flag system of, of messaging. Yes. And, and and so that is the one that goes with wigwag. Well, you're moving. Wigwag is just moving to and fro. So I suppose you're wigwagging while you're you're doing the semi force. So yes, I suppose you're, you're, you're right. You're right. They're they're both ways of messaging. Semaphore, you need at least two things or whatever. Wigwag, you just need one thing. That was invented in the time of the railroads for flashing a lantern or a flashlight to signal, but it's just done with motion, not with, you only need one element, by the way. Isn't that interesting? Wigwag. 
like like okay. the movement of a flashlight going up and down or left and right. You, you only need one element to do wigwag, whereas semaphore you need two elements. Right. All right. Uh, and just a little quirky, little bit of information, but that's what you're about. All right. Uh, thanks, Peter. Okay. And you're listening to Minds Over Matter. We're here every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. We would love to hear from you. We've got some lines open right now. Uh, Please give us a call if you would enjoy talking to us and with a question or answer. Those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134 or toll-free 866-798-8255. Okay, let's see. Who has the quarter two question? Kira, do you have a short question? I'll ask you first. Lactobacillus San Francisensis is a gram-positive bacteria named for the city and most famously found where? Once more. Lactobacillus San Francisensis is a a gram-positive bacteria named for the city and uh, most famously found where? So if it's named for the city, you would think that it can be found in the city. It was discovered in the city as well. Um, I don't know if it was discovered here, but I, it's a reasonable, it's a reasonable conjecture. So, so is that the right answer? No. Are we looking no, for a city or are we no, looking for no, a neighborhood? Or are we looking you're for looking for backyard? something specific. You're looking for a specific Place. Something is this? Is this something in San Francisco? Sure. Okay. Is this? Does it have anything to do like, like sourdough starter or something of that? Yes, nature? it is most famously found in sourdough bread. All right, there we Good go. Guess. Good job. Yes. Who said guess? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a guess. And uh, all right, Lori, what do all you right. got? So I am interested. There was a political event protest that happened in 1969, and all of these. Disparate characters attended this event at one time or another. The list includes Al Cap, the guy who uh, wrote Little Abner, a very famous conservative, Murray the K, the disc jockey, Allen Ginsberg, Timothy Leary, Tommy Smothers, and Dick Gregory all attended at one time or another this political protest event in 1969. What was it? So it's Al Cap. Other people attended too. Al Cap, Tommy Smothers, Allen Ginsberg, Timothy Leary. Murray the K, Dick Gregory, people you do not necessarily think hanging out with each other. Where, 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 and what was this protest? So, was this a cultural protest, not a political one? I'm going to say, oddly enough, it was both, and it was, it was both. But I would say its essence was political, but it was a cultural protest as well. Or is it drug related? Only obscurely. I think there might have been drugs in the periphery of this and people might have smoked pot, but it wasn't at all. The okay, no, it this. wasn't like legalizing or something. No. Okay. It, and it wasn't about LSD at all. So I can't, I mean, Al Cap was a very conservative guy. He so was. almost reactionary. So it's, um, yeah. Hmm, that's but, sort but, of but, but Dick Gregory wasn't. Yeah, no. So, I mean, that, that's why I paired them there. I mean, yeah. I want nor, nor Allen Ginsberg. Nor so. Allen Ginsberg. Yeah. I, I don't know Murray the K's politics. So they were all basically on the same side in this issue. Not necessarily. I think some of them might have come by to confront the protesters 
in opposition. Some might have been there just to check it out, and some might have been there for publicity. It, it was a, a multi-day event, a multi-day protest. 1969. Okay. All right. Very well known. Leave it out. Yeah. And uh, let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds of Matter. Good morning, Tom and Debbie in Napa. Hi, Tom. Um, Good morning. The question about uh, most number of Italians outside Italy, is that still out? It it was answered. What was your answer? I was going to guess Ethiopia. Oh, maybe in 1940. Uh, Right. uh, No, it was the answer was Argentina. Ah, okay. Um, So what state in the United States is the largest source of new California residents? Did Florida? No. Okay, I thought I heard that. Well, hmm. I would think, Uh, I mean, could be Texas? It is. Texas yeah. is followed by New York State yeah. as the two largest sources. Um, so Netflix, over its 25 years or so of shipping DVD discs, they did about $5 billion of them. Um, what was the most rented actress over that roughly 25-year period? Um, you said I've actress? actually got the name of... The actors whose DVDs were rented the most times over the 25-year-ish history of Netflix DVDs by mail. Is Meryl Streep one? Very good. Meryl Streep is number two with with 42.4 million of them. You're you're good. um, And the the first number one is is very close with 44.2 million. Not that that helps. Was this person more in action thrillers or superhero movies? No, not particularly. More of a serious, quote unquote, actress? More Mm -hmm. Meryl Streep? And I don't associate it with necessarily that many absolute blockbuster breakouts, but just a very prolific actress over that period of time. Was she in a uh, associated with a series like Star Wars or one of those? Or, I don't or un- think so, but I so don't. More like Meryl Streep in individual mm-hmm. successful movies. No, her body of work. I would say much more like, <clears throat> excuse me, much more like Meryl Streep. Hmm. American? Yeah. Yes. Um, Great question. I don't know. How about Julia Roberts? Uh, no, good guess. I'll give it to you. Time to say it's Kate Blanchett, who okay. apparently oh, is the, right. the most. Good, but good, good guess on Meryl Streep. So love the show. Thank you for doing it. Thank you. Appreciate it. She's is Kate Blanchett uh, American? No, I think she's Australian. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I would otherwise I would have had it. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you for that. And uh, Sandra sent us an email about Lori's question about the political and social protest. Is that anything to do with John Lennon and Yoko Ono? It absolutely is. 1969, they did their sleep-in in a hotel and invited any dignitary who wanted to come by to come by. And on YouTube, Al Cap's visit is captivating. If you look Al Cap visit, he's so hostile. Are you, are you spelling captivating with two Ps? <laughs> I am not. <laughs> Just one P. Anyway, so Al Cap, Tommy Smothers, Allen Ginsberg, Timmy Leary, Marie the King, Dick Gregory all went to visit their sleep in for the 
uh, listeners who don't know, in 1969, that lasted, I think, seven days. That was a peace protest. And they, they would sing all we were saying is give peace a chance. But I think it had cultural implications as well. Thank you, caller. That was great. Interesting. And yeah. Warren was wondering, Kira, if the California place name is Zizix, uh, uh, Z-Y-Z-Z-X. Is that? Yeah, is that- uh, it's uh for Wikipedia, it is pronounced Zizix, and Sorry. yes, that is correct. Z Z Y Z X. Geographically, the last place name. Where do we where find? Is, it? Where is that? Yeah, it is in San Bernardino County, uh, and it is within the borders of the Mojave Desert. All right, good job on that. Yeah, nice. And job. next call. Uh, next call. Uh, hi, your minds don't matter. Are you there? Hello? Oh, sorry about that. Next call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hello. Hi, you're on. I'm on? Yes, you are. Oh, I think I have an answer. One of your questions was um, Academy Award nominees by birth name? Yes. Not winners, right? But nominees? Correct. I think I, think I know, um, was it Johnson in 85? Yes. That would be Whoopi Goldberg for the color purple? Yes. Whoopi Goldberg, color purple. Ding, ding. Thank you. Nice job. (laughs) And I love your show. You know, I think that movie, didn't it have like, didn't it set the record for nominations and it didn't win a single one? I think so. Color purple, you mean? It was like a, yeah, Yeah, serious Hollywood diss, but um, I don't know what happened there. But anyway, I love your show. Thank you. I'm glad I got one. Thank you very much. Bye. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. And next call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, is this me? It is you. Hi, okay. Um, Did you get the answer for lactobacillus? Uh, We did, but we can hear it again. Oh, okay. Um, My call got, my uh, my listening got interrupted. So is it with sourdough bread? It is. You are. That is is the sourdough bread. But I like that you were certain about it. Uh, That was not a guess. Uh, oh, yeah. So. Well, I'm a microbiologist, so I figured that must be it. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Nice job. <laughs> okay, thanks. I love your show, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it very much. Bye. And, bye-bye. And next call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hello, this is John and Madeline in Connecticut. How are you all doing? Hi, oh. good, thank you. <laughs> I see the, It's made of the East Yeah, Coast. I know the yeah. Uh, John and Yoko question. Oh, give him a bell. Anyway, yeah. All right, here's a quick one for you. Two number one songs in 1958 concluded with the utterance of the word tequila. What are they? One was tequila, right? And that wasn't the that was the name of the song. Tequila, of course. Yeah. And there's another one, huh? There's another one. Why do I want to? Why am I? Thinking Freebird. It's not to stick the word tequila no. and Freebird anywhere? No? All right. The 1958. No, it was never, never one in 1958. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. got you all stumped. No, yeah. the song is uh, The Flying yeah. Purple People Eater. Really? Yeah. I remember the yeah, song. I don't remember the tequila. tequila. Oh, and he's mimicking the okay. tequila song, right? Oh. I yeah, think I remember. exactly. Yeah. Oh, very good. Ah, okay. All right, time to get on. We're we're done. Have a good show, folks. All right, thank you very much. And uh, all right, one more call. 
How you're on Minds Ever Matter. A Beatles song came out of the bed in. What is the title of that song, and who's playing drums on that song? Was it mm-hmm. give, oh, give Peace a Chance or or Imagine? No. Was it one of those? No. Damien has an answer that he should maybe type because I cannot read his lips. Okay. Say it, Damien. Give Paul McCartney. Mic. And what was the song? And it was a Beatles song, not a John and Yoko song. It's not the Ballad of John and Yoko. Oh, it 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 is the Ballad of John and Yoko. Nice. That that song came out of kind of John's political period, which was right around kind of yeah, April, right. May, June of '69. And Paul was playing drums. Only two Beatles, uh, uh, John and Paul, uh, played on the record. That sounds nice. All right. Very nice. Thank you very much. Thanks to Damien. Uh, Yes, my my endless knowledge of rock. There you go. Pulled out. Uh, a combination Beatles answer for the two of you. It's very yeah, impressive. Yeah. Anyway, okay, time to clean up here. And Kira, what do you got? Oh, real quick, I just want to ask Lori. What about uh, Carol of the Bells, O Holy Night, and Little Town of Bethlehem? Over three on that, Kara. No Sorry kidding. to hear that. Carol yeah. the Bells. No. Yeah. All right. Uh, for our actresses, uh, Dreyfus from 1966, that is Anukami in A Man and a Woman. Horowitz, 1994, that's Winona Ryder in Little Women. And Ooh. Herschlag, 2016, is Natalie Portman as Jackie. And I believe that's all I have. All right. The two uh, women's names that were girls' names that were missing for babies in the 2010 that ended A are Isabella and Ava. And the songs we're missing that are Christmas songs that are, appear in so many movies are We Wish You a Merry Christmas, Ava Maria, and Old Lang Syne, which some may say is not a Christmas song, but it's on the list there. And I think the one that Carla referred to that sung at the end of um, um, It's a Wonderful Life is Hark the Herald Angels Sing, which is eighth on the list. So th- those are the ones we miss are Old Lang Syne, Avaria, and we wish you a Merry Christmas. I see okay. shenanigans on Old Lang Syne. The newest national park in the national park system is the National Park of American Samoa. Mm. National Park of American Samoa. So there you are. The bridges, nobody got. The St. John's Bridge is over the Willamette River. It's in Portland. And the John A. Roebling Suspension Bridge is basically a slightly smaller version of the Brooklyn Bridge. And that is over the Ohio River uh, in next to Cincinnati. So if we did not get to your call, I do apologize. Please remember that Minds Over Matter is here every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. If we didn't get to you today, please call next week and we will get you on. Uh, my thanks to Kira Pace, technical editor, Lori Fisher, teacher of Dabble Valley College. Uh, of course, Damian Dean Minder for handing the board and phones. I've been your moderator, Dana Rodriguez, and have a great week, everybody. Have a wonderful holiday season, and please join us next Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Thanks. Have a great week. Bye-bye.